Welcome back to the HMA Interview Podcast. We are excited to have 65-kilogram star and Olympic hopeful Evan Henderson join us today for the 50-second interview. Before we roll the episode, let me fill you in on the latest at HMA Wrestling. First and foremost, we have just published our first-ever merchandise order, and it is live on our site at hmawrestling.com shop. That's hmawrestling.com shop. Purchasing our compound sportswear gear is the best way to support HMA to keep on producing content. All right, that's enough for me. Let's turn it over to Evan Henderson. Welcome back to the HMA Interview Podcast. We're back for the 50-second interview here with Evan Henderson, Jude Swisher. I'm Sam Herring. Evan, how's it going today? It's going. Um, just woke up probably like half hour ago. So I'm like, it's a day off. So, And then uh, obviously with the news we had last night about Worlds, uh, mm. we're not going to Worlds, so we're kind of like, it's a little mopey, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. So, how are you doing? Where were you when you heard that news? Yeah. Uh, so literally, um, we I was like, we me and my girlfriend we went out to eat last night, and we're like, okay. I was just sitting there like constantly just refreshing the uh, homepage of USA Wrestling, and waiting and waiting. It wasn't until. Um, probably it was at 9.30 at night or 9 o'clock at night that they Late. finally mm-hmm. put a press release out saying that we weren't going. And immediately, like, I put into our text, like, with uh, with the Cornell RTC, um, or no, it's Spartan Combat uh, RTC, <laughs> that, um, wow, I can't believe that. It's like I really didn't think they would – I had a feeling, but I didn't really think they were going to follow through with not going. I thought maybe they would still try to figure out a process to send a team over, but I do understand their decision, but it's kind of, uh, it sucks a little bit. It does. Definitely. We're not going to worlds. Mm. And is the sole reason COVID? Mm. So basically from, they, they, they did a, if you, if you go back and you read the article and the statement they put out, it was really uh, well written to the extent of it's like if we can't guarantee the safety of our uh, delegation then we are not go- like within reason if you can't if we can't um, guarantee the safety of our delegation within reason then we are not gonna it's up to the governing body to allow us to go so that's USA Wrestling and they're like yeah no we're not gonna send a team um, they did this before in 2002 with obviously different circumstances with um, going to uh, Tehran. Um, mm-hmm. So that was like obviously right there at the height when we were sending troops over to Afghanistan and all that stuff. And they, there wasn't a guarantee if we could, that they could um, guarantee this, like obviously the safety and health of the uh, team that was going over there. So they decided not to go. And I didn't know that until I read that last now, night. Now, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Were you expecting Team USA to not send? Um, I had a feeling, but I just didn't think that they would follow through. I thought maybe it's like I think they're still they're still going to try to do this. Um, it isn't going to be pretty. Uh, the team selection wise, how they would like manage that, whether there be another like we were like here in Cornell, we were literally getting ready for trials in like two weeks we were getting ready for them to put a um uh like a like a flash trials and regardless of who would be in it we were like so like i'm sitting there we're we're i'm going with yanni and Vito and kyle and gabe and we're all sitting there getting our butts ready to go to this thing if there if there is something gonna happen you know so yeah and how is your your team there at you know Cornell? Oh, it's awesome, right? But how are they reacting to the news? So I mean, oh, reacting. I mean, it's like just on our uh, a little chat last night. It was a lot of expletives, you know. Like <laughs> Yanni was like, like, "This is like he 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 was not happy at all." There was a lot of guys not like Dake. I think. Like we, I mean, we kind of talked about the scenarios that would go down, obviously, before practice and stuff like that. Like, what's going to happen? And like, 
and you would think that Dake would know a lot of things before us, and he even was like, well, I don't think – if I think we're going to go. I think the selection process is going to be kind of messed up. And then, obviously, him not going, I mean, it's like – we wouldn't be sending our great uh, – like our A squad or our most democratic like process team there if we would have gone. So – but – we were all getting ready and they're all like kind of, we were training hard, like we're getting ready for this thing. And so I think in our heads, we were like, okay, this is going to happen. Uh, but just from some of the texts of last night, they weren't, everybody was, everybody's like kind of, this is just a bummer. It's just. Right. And I mean, at least for me, like the world, the, the news that the world championships were going to happen kind of only came to me like, I want to say a couple weeks ago, like it hasn't. No, it was the 12th. Yeah. So like it really hasn't been exactly. It really hasn't been, you know, something that has been marked on our calendars for months and months and months now. And for me, I actually expected it. I kind of expected like, Oh, it's probably not going to happen. Cause so it's kind of funny though, because they kept pushing back the date. They were kept talking about it. Right. So it was originally in September. They were supposed to make the decision. Right. And then it was supposed to be, then it became the week before our, um, uh, before um, our, they were like kind of in the air. I think they're in the air, whether or not they were going to do six way classes or 10 way classes at the open. And they decided to go with six. Um, but it just, the meeting, the UWW meeting about worlds kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And then finally got pushed back all the way to right after our open and then, so now, I think I think because it kept getting pushed back, I think the U.S. kind of started getting that feeling of like we're not going to go. Mm. But I don't know. Has your training changed at all since this news came? As Cornell talked about your plans, are you going to take some time off, or is it just going to be the same grind? Uh, I think it's probably going to be the same grind because obviously, um, how we have the guy situated right now is. Uh, with the group I'm in, it's like, they're still getting there. If we're going to get ready regardless for the season. Um, but no, not knowing exactly what, um, like the Ivy leagues or the rest of the country is going to do with the whole COVID. If we're going to have a season, complete season, if we're going to have, um, a national championship at the end, like an NCAA championship at the end. So, we're just going about our business like sort of like normal, just training the train, you know? Um, but obviously if, like, I'd like to take a little bit like today, taking today off. I'm not going to do anything. Um, I'm like, I'm going to go have a nice meal tonight. You know, I'm not going to, I'm the right. I can afford to get a little big. Um, then like, yeah. <laughs> So. Jeez, and Ivy League doesn't start their season until after January first, correct? Yeah, yeah. So you guys got I don't some think time, any, right? Yeah, we have a little bit of time. So mm. yeah. Mm. All right. Well, hey man, um, let's take it all the way back to the beginning, um, and just where did you grow up? Uh, you know, where where are you born? Where's uh, Evan so, Henderson from? <laughs> yeah. So like what we were saying in before uh, recording, um, I was born in. Uh, Johnstown. I have a to a, I have a twin brother. Um, so we grew up in um, around Armagh. It's New Florence, PA, but we grew up like right outside of Armagh, which is a small town, not many people. Um, like a like there's a, a subway there now. You know, wow. like there's, yeah, there's just a subway there. It's like a couple streets, the subway, a mini mart. Then we have like a. a griffey's tavern you know so it's like really small um like less than 100 kids in a class um so like very royal it's like if you're i I live right off of 22 like uh so that big stretch that big highway between pittsburgh and and state college if you go if you ever driven past there you've been driven right past where i grew up um Mm -hmm. and everything like that uh but as far as wrestling goes, I think I didn't start wrestling until really wrestling until like third grade. Um, my brother wrestled for 
since was in kindergarten when he started. And, uh, I mean, being twins, it's like, we kind of want to be different, but then eventually like when he started kicking my butt a little bit, when we were fighting, I'm like, I want to wrestle, <laughs> you know? So, so we started wrestling. We just started getting better. Well, we weren't getting any better at one point. So we started trying to go to, um, a club, uh, all American down in Lake Trobe. And so that's where the bulk of my, um, like youth wrestling developed was at all American wrestling club. Um, mm. I yeah, know I know. That's guys. with that's with Rob Waller. Yes. Yeah. So I actually was just up there this past weekend doing a clinic for him now. So that's that's really really cool. Yeah. If you guys, have, I don't know if any you got if either of you two or known anybody that's been there, but they have the the three story bunks. So, no, I've I've never I've never heard about it. You have to tell us. So they so he has these three story bunks that he coaxed my dad in the building, and then traded. So I had to so. Helped my dad build them. Um, we put them up when we were—I forget what what year it was. It's—they've it, been there for probably like fifteen years now. I think it's crazy. Um, but he got—it used to be just the two like store bought ones. These were all mm -hmm. custom made and just put in. And so now he can get fit. But he he fits a lot of kids. He fits probably he can probably house like forty kids in that place. Oh man. Um, uh, but. You go in the first time, it's like shocking. It's like you got like, it's like you you just stacked up um, in this in this house or in this um, house. Uh, but it he's gotten a lot of kids through there. It's crazy how many good guys have come out of there. Maybe not necessarily recent recently, but like he's had so many national champs come through that club, um, from his son to Troy Letters, like. I know Jody would want to take credit for Nolf, but Nolf started at All-American. You know, Nolf was with, like, I remember Nolf when he was little. It's like Goulibon started at All-American. A lot of Western PA, really good Western PA kids started at All-American. Um, I remember one time he was doing the, like, you know how they have the uh, posters for, like, has all, like, the, all, like, number one guys in the country and stuff like mm -hmm. that. He sat there and he's like, He's trained here. He was a club member. He was a club member. He's trained here before. He's trained here. He's camped to my summer camps and all that stuff. It's like, holy crap. Right. So, but. What do you think makes him so special and able to have so much success? Um, just reputation um, and solid basics. You know, uh, we all grew up with the fundamental, like, like stutter double hand, like having our hands out in front of us, stuff like that, just really solid basics. And he doesn't change, you know, um, he has a particular way of teaching that just like, we're going to drill this whistle starts this and that, but it just, you, you, the basics get ingrained into your, your, um, muscle memory, you know? And so regardless if I'm like, I remember doing stuff in college, I'm like, wait a second. I was doing this since I was like eight years old, you know, and stuff like that. And did you train there all the way up through youth, through junior high? Um, so I trained there. I mean, I would, I want to say I, not that I didn't want to go. It's just the circumstances of, um, uh, of my, um, high school that I wasn't able to go during high school as much. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's when I started branching out to like Jody um, with the strip matters and stuff like that. I mean, the strip matters from where Jody grew up to where I grew up. It's only about 25 minutes, you know, and where he used to have his out of central Cambria. We used to go there. We started going there probably in around, I probably like ninth grade or so just because they had partners, you know, mm. and it was a little bit closer. Um, and then when we were in high school and we had the ability to have a car at where I went, I mean, I went to a private boarding school. So basically because they had better, they had better wrestling, you know, it's like from where I was at, um, we were able to go a bunch of different places and stuff like that. But once I started in boarding school and I was able to get a car there and be able to transport myself, 
it was easier to go to the different locations that Jody had rather than taking like the big long trip down to um, Lake Trobe. Mm-hmm. Um, so plus it was easy. Everybody had cell phones. You text one another, call one another. It's like, Hey, I'm going to be here. It's like some nights we would be, I would have a couple good partners at Jody's. And then another night would be like, Hey, I would go like on the weekends. I would go t- to Waller's because like the guys I like training with would go there during the, that time, you know? So it was just a matter of like, even during summer when nobody had anything going on, we had a group of guys that would just be calling calling random coaches hey do you have a mat room hey do you have a mat room and it's like i remember going to different people's houses around franklin regional and then around lake trobe and um just all around western pa just trying to find places to wrestle it's like even at my school we found like an old mat and we unrolled it underneath the cafeteria one time and we were there for a week and until somebody shoot us out you know (laughs) wow so Geez, how like, good were you at a young age? Like, um, so, so PJW. So when I was twelve, I took like fourth, um, and I was in the bracket like with guys like Mason Beckman and uh, and Nico. Took second when I was eleven or thirteen, and then I won it against Mitchell Port. Um, when I was fourteen, Belfont. <laughs> Belfont. Yeah, I know. It's like I was like that's what I was saying. It's like yes, I was trying to figure out, like I know you guys are maybe not, I knew uh, Herring. You were following me, so I figured out kind of who you were. And then I was like, okay, dude, Twisher. I'm like, okay, I got let, let's see, let's see who this kid is. I was like, now I was trying to figure out what high school you went to. I'm like, oh, he's for oh, Red Raider. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been I so I go up I go up about when growing up I went up the Belfont a lot on the weekends to uh, fish Spring Creek. Hmm. So Spring Creek. Jude should start fishing yeah. more. I should fish yeah. more. Spring yeah, you have a, like per, two minutes from my house. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good stream. I mean, during the week, if you get time, go because it's not. I bet it doesn't get as pre- much pressure during the week as it does on the weekends. So I know we drive by like through Rock Road. That's what it's called, and there's just mm-hmm. people there all the time. Oh yeah, uh, on the weekends especially. It's like so where I go usually go between. Um, so you have the sewage treatment plant mm-hmm. right there, and then so from there's a parking lot right beside it, and then you go down past. There's a couple, a couple. Like, there's a good run right from. There's a gas station you can park at that gas or an old gas station. I don't know if it's there anymore. You park there, and there's a good run for about four to a half mile, I think. Um, but yeah. Wow. That's really cool. We got <laughs> we got a lot of connections. Yeah. Um, so when you were when you were growing up, uh, obviously you had you really had some success um, on the junior high level. What made you decide you wanted to go to to the boarding school in Pittsburgh? What was that process like? And then what was it like once you got there? Well, it was more or less like a like well, one of my best friends actually went there. So and he sort of convinced me. It's like, hey, this is better wrestling. And it's like, all right, like, and he, me and him went to the same club. So we, me and him through Wallers met, you know? Um, and then he, he, he was there his freshman year and he said he like, I mean, liked it. And I went up and like they had like this uh, brother's weekend or something. So, but you can invite your friends up. So I went up and we was like, what? No parents. This is awesome. You know, no parents <laughs> you want to go to bed and all that stuff, even though it's boarding school. Um, and then obviously I really like the coach, coach Ross. Um, and just the fact that there was more exposure, like I knew there would be more exposure. I knew we would have more, um, he was just his attitude about going to find bigger and better tournaments to get us into, you know, like if I would have went to stayed at United, nothing against those guys, but I would have been just stifled to like the the state tournament you know and going to like um like the southmoreland tournament like there's a couple bigger tournaments they go to but they want to go somewhere like powerade to get more exposure you know because they wouldn't be able to get us in you know versus when i went to kiski my by the time my senior year rolled around i had one of the top one of the toughest schedules 
in the country besides maybe Blair, you know? So going to my senior year, we, we did uh, Iron Man, Beast, Powerade, um, Prep Slam, um, Super Quad, and then we had our, and then our county tournament was really tough, plus Nash, uh, Prep Nationals. Oh my and it's goodness. like you go if and so that, I mean we ran the gauntlet, but the previous year we did just Ironman, um, and then we had a couple other smaller tournaments. But like other than Ironman, it was like everything else was like easy that year. But the next year was um, my senior year. It was rough, back to back weeks, going from like um, Ironman beast and then. Right after Christmas, doing Powerade, that was rough. Did your brother um, follow you to Kiski? Yeah, so he went. Um, so I went sophomore, sophomore, junior, senior. He went junior, senior, and he was. Uh, he took his sophomore year. He took second at PI AA states. You know, so it was a big. It was a like even though if it, if there was social media, bigger social media presence back then, it would have been a big deal. It's like. Wow, he just he's for going like PIAA to wrestle preps. Um, so yeah. How good was your Kiski team your senior year? Um, I say actually our best team was my junior year when we took fourth. Um, because we had, I would say we had two two champs, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Um, like we were we didn't have a, like we had a hit squad like. Our middleweights were ridiculous. We, I mean, you could start off with. Um, I'm trying to think. Like I, I know you guys may not know him, but Corey Benora, he was like one of the best guys. Not never, he never placed the states. I think he only ever made the states once. It was just the fact that he was in Whitfield out of Plum, mm. and this guy was a high flyer, he, and he had like um, not not I don't, I wouldn't even want to say he had like. We call it a nub, but he had a deformity growing up. So he had half, he had like a half a hand and this guy would just try to launch people all day long. He was one of my training, main training partners. And he was, he, I mean, he was good. He ended up taking third, you know, and it's like, I think he just, he, but he was probably the best guy in the bracket bar none. Then it was, so that was like a 35, 30 guy. Then 40 was me. 45 was my brother. 52 was, uh, Angelo Barluzzi. Um, and then Jason Luster, if you guys remember him, I don't know, it might be before you time. Um, he was 60. And then, so like our middle lineup was just, mm. if we put, if we, if we wrestled any team, I mean, I remember we wrestled Fort LaBeouf that year and they were state champ, dual state champs that year. And we beat them. Jeez. That's the crazy. Thing. Like, <laughs> we beat them. I'm pretty sure I'm like, we beat them. And it's like, and I'm like, we beat these it's like and we didn't even think about it it's like we beat the state champs back in like december and they go and win this they, they go and win it i think or something like that i, I might wow. be talking out my butt a little bit but i'm pretty sure they <laughs> won that year it was like a crazy door i i'm pretty sure they won that year and i'm like that's we wild. beat the state champs so but that's pretty cool yeah so did but you like it there did you like the tough schedule yeah, it got a little bearing like the back to back weeks with um like Iron Man to Power or Iron Man to uh Pre uh Beast of the East, East was rough. Was rough. Yeah. Um, so that one's always hard. Yeah. Um it's cool to watch the the guys who compete in both of those. Um sadly I don't I don't think we're really gonna get them this year, but I like to see how somebody'll do really well at the first one and then maybe fall off or do really well at both. Um, or a combination so, of like something like that, yeah. I'm trying to remember. So I took, I, I won power or uh, one Ironman, then lost in the semis at Beast, and then the same thing happened at at Powerade. Like I lost in the semis, and then I took third of both coming on the way, on the way mm -hmm. back. Um, but like, in my opinion, though, the toughest tournament I wrestled was um, Ironman. Because it was like nationally ranked, nationally ranked, nationally ranked guys all the way through, and then I had like Camp Tassari in the finals. Um, How about so, that yeah. gym too at Ironman? It's such it's, a unique experience. Yeah. 
I remember I wrestled in it when I was in Walsh Ironman duels or something like that when we were kids. Like they had it, it was like the day after um, Ironman. You know, we have a bunch of other a bunch of like small like wrestling for all American. You know, I remember wrestling the Skenazies and all that stuff back when they were like really good when they were little, you know, and stuff like that. I can't wait to compete in those tournaments if I do get to. Are you competing this year? Uh, no, I'm in seventh grade this year, but um, if, okay. if my high school has that on the schedule when I get there. What high school are you going to wrestle? What, what high school are you going to wrestle for? Forest Hills is the plan. Forest Hills? So you're up there with yep. compound and all that stuff? Yep, that's the that's the. So I was actually, so like, um, I went up there and did a clinic for uh, the Bassets. Yeah, I just missed um, you. I came in like the during the after. summer. Yeah. Jeez. Mm. Oh my gosh. So it's like I know. Uh, yeah. So Gibson's or Gibson. Yeah. The, I was messing around with that. Like trying to do a move i'm trying to like do something i'm like wait a second your leg's not supposed to be all the way over there it's like uh -huh. he's, he's real <laughs> yes. deal. he's That's the real deal sure. he's good he's i wrestled eric yesterday one. dude and he's yeah. like it's wild exactly did you wrestle on that did you wrestle on the pa power i did you did okay mm -hmm. i was like wondering because i was like i'm looking um I'm like I, I lost track of time. By the time I want to see how Zachary did, and he uh, he ended up beating the crap out of shoot. But yep, yeah, Dude, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, there was a lot of matches too, right? It was eighteen. Was eighteen. That's good. And it's like you were up at the in that gym, the armory, right? Yep, we were in the armory, yeah. man. That armory is pretty cool. I like it. That is place. pretty I cool. Did, I did a clinic up there with jo like uh, for Jody um, in the summer, and like. I'm like, wow, this is pretty neat having all this. And it's like lots of kids up there too. So, yeah. yeah. It was it was really, really fun. Hopefully they keep doing it. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so, so, Evan, what did at any point in your youth high school career, did you ever like have a conscious moment where you loved wrestling? Did you, or did you like it right from the beginning? Um, you know, there's a point where – you figure out like this isn't just for fun anymore. Right. And it's like, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like, it's not just like, Oh, I'm doing wrestling and playing baseball and doing this. Like I played some other sports, but like wrestling's really one that like took a hold, you know? And it's like, it's everything's on you. And that's what I really, really enjoyed. It's like, yeah, I played football growing up and all that stuff. And it's like, I enjoyed that. But like, wrestling was the one where you can take complete ownership of what you what you do you know it's mm -hmm. like at, you, when you walk out on the mat it's not just it's not you don't have somebody else backing you up it's it's everything's on you that's where everything gets exposed have you put the work in i mean and stuff like that and i just really like that you know i mean <laughs> plus obviously when you get good and you win those yeah, it's win, fun to win, right? <laughs> so mm, that's part of the fun. When did you begin yeah. wrestling freestyle? Um serious, like real serious. Um probably senior year in college, you know, like well, first senior year, four years in, and then I, I so I went three years straight, wrestled, mm -hmm. and then my when um so my Our first theory. senior year, um yeah. I I just trained freestyle and end up winning um, university nationals. So that's now U 23s. Um, I took placed at a couple of the domestic tournament placed at Bill Farrell, you know, um, and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. And I just, and I went overseas for a trip too, which was really, really eye opening. Like, so when I, like I went to um, the USAR Daggle tournament in um, Istanbul and sure enough, I got I draw I draw Jimmy Kennedy Kennedy right away. I go all the way overseas <laughs> and I draw an American, and I'm like, it's sort of a little, little little you get a little butt hurt, but like a little bitter drawing that. But I end up getting beat up by him because I was young, you know. Right. But people in that bracket, I had like Sazan Ramon, I have like I have Romanov. I had one, two, three. I had Gorgiev. I had I'm like sitting there. There was like five world champs 
and a bunch of bronze medalists from worlds in that bracket. It was like, go come to think that like, that's a, this is the nastiest bracket I've ever been in my life. <laughs> and I'm in, and I'm in it and I'm going to wrestle and I'm like 20, 20, 21 years old. I'm like, geez, like, wow. You know, not wrestling, not being a big freestyle guy yet, you know? So, yeah. So what did your recruiting process look like? Um, you ended up at UNC. When did you start looking at colleges? When did they start looking at you? And then what was the process like to start narrowing it down? Um, so what was it? Um, junior year, Nebraska was really heavy on me, you know, um, they wanted me real, real bad, but I like listened to a bunch of people and try to, was like trying to figure out what I was going to do. Um, I sort of wanted to have my brother come with me. Like in my back of my head, I knew if I picked a place he was going to follow slash if we kind of decide collectively decided on a place, we were going to be good. And the only problem with Nebraska was they didn't call my brother until like, going into my senior year and so he wasn't too keen on them so i was kind of like eh because a lot of times is if you have a twin brother you got to recruit them both you know right. um so i'm trying to think like when it obviously recruiting was different back then you couldn't talk that you could call them but they couldn't call you um until like going into your senior year like july something i think or june something i forget what day what day but like i remember um, we were waiting, we, we did uh Disney duels and we were coming back from Disney bulls. I was in my, uh, one of my, my cousin's apartment, just getting calls from like, uh, um, Columbia at the time, Penn, like some of these Ivy league schools. Cause I was prep. And then like, then the other one started coming in like UNC and all that stuff. Um, but really what happened was like when we got the like hey come down for an unofficial like i really like lee high we i did an unofficial there my junior year i really liked it um i'm trying to think so like lehigh was really i was really keen on lehigh because i really like pat centaur i really liked the the environment there um but obviously going down south and having an unofficial there just fell in love with the south you know so, and then having Carrie Cole out there, that was a big name, you know, for me, I really didn't know. I like heard of him, but I really didn't understand the whole, his, his mentality until he got down there. I'm like, I like this. I want this. It's like, this is a challenge. Um, and once I got down there, it was like almost a sealed deal. You know, I was like, it was still in the back of my head. I was like, I'm thinking I'm going to go to UNC, even though before I committed, and then when they called me, they kind of go to me into going because it's like, hey, if and this is this happens all the time. I'll tell guys this. It's like if you got a coach, and it's like they want you. They're gonna say, hey, we have two guys coming in this weekend. If they take the off, if they take, if they want to come here and they and they take the offer, we we can't offer you anymore. And so I saw. I remember at the time, my dad was um, where was he? He was in Africa for some reason I was in hunt, hunting in Africa, right. With my sister cause for her uh, graduation present. Right. And I remember on the phone with CD mock and it's like, well, I guess I'm going to be at Tar Hill. He's like, what? It's like, yeah, sign me up because I didn't want, I didn't want to have somebody I knew I was better take a spot for me. So I said, you know what? I'm going here. Nice. And then two, like a day later, the next day, my brother called, or even later that day, my brother called him. I was like, yeah, I'm coming to click. Bye. <laughs> so it's like, he got us, you know, and it wasn't a bad, I mean, it was a great decision. I mean, I don't regret it. Um, I got a lot of crap for it because at that time, UNC was where like state champs and like that, the saying was like, it's where state champs go to die. And like part of me, it's like some, a couple, not I won't I won't say his name. Said it's like why are you going there? Blah blah blah. You know what they're about and everything like that. It's like it's my decision. You know, it's a great school, and it's like if you don't have faith in me to make the right decisions and do what I have to do down there, then maybe it's like you shouldn't like maybe I shouldn't be around you. You know, you have to have faith in your athlete. You know, right? Like especially 
like you never know how things are going to pan out, but still it's like, you have to have faith in your athlete. Um, and, and yeah. Chapel Hill's a lot warmer than, uh, than Pennsylvania. Oh so yeah. That's yeah. always, a, that's a good bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what Sam's thinking. He's down there in Tennessee, Mississippi, nice warm summers moves up here to Pennsylvania. Dude, Sam's not ready for this Pennsylvania winter. I'm not no, ready. This, like, is, this is my first, my first one. It's starting to get cold. Yeah. yeah it's already like getting it. chilly. And it's like, like this right here, this weather that's in Pennsylvania right now is the winter in Memphis. So someone help me. Someone please I'm, send help. I'm, whew. Jeez, that's my that's my least favorite part about Pennsylvania is how cold it gets here, fall and winter. Even like we had snow in May, Sam. Yeah. Um, we have snow like one day a year. The whole town shuts down. Everybody freaks out. Like, oh my gosh, what's falling from the sky? Same thing <laughs> happens in Chapel Hill. Nice. Yeah. So I remember oh, we we had some fun times out in Chapel Hill. We had somebody with a like truck four by four. We tied a string to the the hitch and we had somebody found some old skis in a dumpster. We taped them to somebody's feet, and we dra- we drag them around town. It's great. <laughs> so that's so funny. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. All right, so so Evan, you were an NCAA qualifier your freshman year, and then mm-hmm. sixth place at the NCAA tournament the following year. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of jump did you make over the summer, and and what was in your mind after you made that podium, especially after the whole, you know, you said people were saying like UNC is where you go to die. Yeah. Um, so biggest thing, biggest takeaway from like freshman to sophomore year was like having to be really consistent. Like there was guys on the podium my freshman year that I beat. There was like, and like everybody's like, should I have been a, an uh, all American my freshman year? Um, a lot of people say, yeah, you should have been, you could have been, it just didn't peak at the right time. Didn't do, um, really didn't get my weight under control even though I wasn't big big it was just like fluctuation I didn't really get everything pat down right until about halfway through my sophomore year um it was just it was like biggest thing was like no up no no nothing has nothing gets too high nothing gets too low just stay a steady course and that's what I really figured out was just trying to stay that steady course upward, you know, where you're, you just don't get up and you don't get down, you know, you lose, you just shake it off and you go wrestle the next one, you know? Um, and like, obviously I think after my freshman year, like I took more losses my freshman year than I did all of high school, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And that's a big eye opener. And mm-hmm. it's like, you really, that really sticks, sticks with you a little bit. You're like, okay. What am I doing? It's like, how am I doing this? You know, um, what needs to stay? What needs to change? Um, as far as training goes and your mindset, and it's like, what do I really, really need to improve on? Um, and obviously, it was probably my feet, um, and plus not getting hurt. I was in my freshman year. I was putting myself in. I knew I, I didn't have any tears or anything, but I was putting myself in where I rolled my ankle, where I, my knee gets banged up a little bit, and it hindered my wrestling like throughout the season. So like, I'd just be banged up all the time, even though I'm not like injured, injured, it'd just be like, I hurt, you know? Um, and that was the biggest thing. It's like going into my sophomore year, just figuring out and saying, I'm not going to get hurt. I'm going to do this and that, blah, 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 you know, and just keep moving the ball forward. As I would say, you know, it's like, don't, don't get too down on yourself. Just, kind of stay the course um and then after taking six there yeah winning i was in the blood round and that was a big one you know i remember it was a uh, wrestled joey laser in the blood round and he i remember i wrestled midlands that year and he beat the crap out of me i was losing like 14 1 30 seconds left i'm on bottom i sit out and then I back arch and cradle him and pin him with like 15 seconds left or something like that. And I'm like, I didn't want that to happen again. Obviously I knew I, in my head, what do you think I'm going to that match? He beat the crap out of me last time. What is going on? You know? And I go into it and, uh, I think it's zero, zero after the first I choose, I think he chooses down. I get on top. I cradle him. I pin him, you know? 
like I just slap it on and get it, you know? Nice. Um, like everybody, okay, so one thing about my wrestling was uh, cross-face cradles, right? Everybody mm -hmm. knows me from cross-face cradles. That was my move in high school. That was my move in college. You know, I had, I think the one year I was like second on the list for most pins, you know? Um, but it didn't matter. It's like the one thing that Kerry Colette did do, I think my sophomore year though, he would make me wrestle like, okay, you can't, if you knew, if, if we were going against the cab that we were most likely going to beat, he would make me wrestle like, okay, get a takedown, let him up, get a takedown, go to work or get a takedown, get, get a set of backs. So you have a cushion, let him up, go back to feet, go back to work on your feet, you know, cause I needed to improve my feet. Um, and so I'm like going back through my head. What did, what, what did I actually do ta tactically was, take down, let up, take down pin or take down score set of backs, um, let up, take down pin. You know, that was, that was our mentality because we needed to get better on my feet. We need to have more time in matches on my feet to get better. Um, and then by the national tournament, he was like, okay, now let it rip. You take the guy down, you stick him as fast as possible. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And sure enough, that's what happened, you know? Um, Love sticking guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. I'm Jeez. a big cradle guy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Evan, what, uh, what made you decide to redshirt after your junior year? Um, well, I don't know. Like Carrie, Carrie left for Campbell and then he actually wanted me to go with them as like, and transfer and i'm like no i'm not transferring from from carolina i was at a nice i'm like carolina's awesome you know why would i yep. transfer um so he i remember we caught like i remember i remember it's like it was eh, it's probably like nine o'clock at night and i was going up to get something to eat like i at that time i lived right on franklin street which is nice like uh in chapel hill and he was actually with a couple of the seniors across the street that were like done. This was after season and obviously caught eyes. He's like, Hey, give me a second. Went out to uh, an establishment and we were talking, we talked for like two hours there. And he's like, Evan, I want you to win a national title at UNC. It's like, I know you love it. You got to stay there. Um, and then we brought in Coleman and I think CD mock orchestrated that and everything like that but like we i think before this we kind of knew i was gonna red shirt and then go back we were gonna kind of wait for the um some of the clutter to go down you know like as far as athletes you know so we had like, steber mitchell port and stuff like that still in it and so we're like yeah we can beat them but let's let's wait a year and then we're gonna and then let's take it you know um and that was the plan, um, but plans don't always shake out, you know. I fell in love with freestyle that year, you know, my, my right shirt year. Um, and then I also got bigger, too. <laughs> nice. So, but it was bigger in a bad way, like bigger, like caught between weights because I wrestled my senior year at 41 for half of it. And then mm -hmm. Christmas, we made the jump up to 49. You Whoa. Know? That's yeah. like kind of backwards of what we do. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrestled. I remember the last time I made 141 was in New York City. At uh, we wrestled um, Army, and then so that so we had Army one day in New York, and the next day we had Old Dominion in Virginia. And having that travel, I just was not just couldn't do it. I don't know what was going on with my body. I just couldn't do it anymore. And uh, didn't wrestle that match. And then the next time I wrestled was at Scuffle and I took second, you know, at 49. Oh. Um, but, I mean, looking back now, do I wish I would have stayed at 41? Eh, I mean, yeah. But it is what it is. You make your decision. You, I mean, and you, you, you stay with it. So, um, yeah. I'm trying to think. So once you once you fell in love with freestyle, where did you see your progression of your career going from there? Did you know you didn't want to stay at UNC after college? 
And oh, where did you think you wanted to end up? That's a that's a can of worms. I ended up uh, so like there was a not necessarily something I want to discuss per se because it was kind of uh, not messy, just like kind of bickering, not between me, but between the higher ups and people that were uh, looking at my career and where the next my next opportunity would be. Um, but I ended up being I was a, a assistant coach at Campbell with Carey um, following my senior year for about a year and a half. And then, um, so I was there, I was there training and I was doing all right. I mean, I made it the net, uh, made the, uh, the trials and everything. I was fourth the one year, just missed out on being the national team. Um, so, and that's how it's been, you know? So, um, and then from there, it's been, kind of all over the place you know so not not uh not by design you know um and obviously i transitioned this year from new york city to ithaca and that wasn't necessarily by design either it just so happened that um how everything shaked out with uh covid and being let go and trying to find a new place in the middle of pandemic right wasn't all wasn't easy you know but yeah and uh and so so you've been at at least this is your third rtc now right so didn't you used to be at wisconsin so yeah so i went um from carolina i went to um campbell Mm -hmm. so i actually still lived sort of like where did i live i lived in raleigh and then I would commute down to Campbell, which wasn't too bad. But, um, and then there was a time there, a short stint where I wasn't at Campbell. I was trying to find a new place. I thought maybe it was going to be, um, I thought I was going to, cause I was also training with, um, NC state cause they had a legit RTC, you know? So I was up there with like, uh, Adam Hall and, uh, Gwistowski and some of the, like Tommy Gant and those guys, um, for a little bit for a couple months and then i remember i went to a u.s camp usa usa like freestyle camp uh they usually have them in like january or february or no january mm-hmm. right before like Oregon. and um i met obviously i was really good friends with nazar kochinski and yeah great guy awesome guy right love him so but he introduced me to trevor Brandold, and then from there, we kind of had the discussions like, well, come train with me, you know, come train at, uh, in Wisconsin. And I'm like, um, I, took a, I took a trip out there and trained for a week right before I went to an international tournament, came back and said, you know what, we, uh, I got a hold of their, like, their executive director at the time, and we kind of hashed out a plan and everything like that. And it's like, hey, all right, sweet, went there. You know, I sign my lease for an apartment. Next day, Barry Davis resign, says he's going to resign at the end of the season. And I'm like, mm. crap, you know. And I go back to the director. Should I still make this decision? Should I try to get out of my lease just in case everything falls apart? Um, he's like, no, no, everything's going to be fine. And then um, – uh, obviously Bono got the job and kind of cleaned house. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's on, that's on them. It's like, I don't want to speak ill of them, but, um, so it was kind of like just timing, you know, timing. And then like, it's like, Oh, great. You know, because I was, I was figuring I was going to be at Wisconsin for at least a couple of years now. Um, and obviously you saw what, like Nazar ended up leaving too. Everybody that was there right. kind of just kind of spread out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but hmm. you know, it's business. <laughs> yeah, right. That's how it happens. Yeah, yeah. And then I should have known something was up when I had like I had like four RTCs come like contact me at the U.S. Open. It was like, hey, where are you training? And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? And uh, sure enough, a couple weeks later, I got let go. I got let go between um the open and trials so i didn't have a place to train between three weeks before no it was like a month before 
the trials. I didn't have any place to train. So Man, I was training goodness. out of this kid's garage in Wisconsin. And I had, uh, I still had like Nazar would come in with me. Um, I had the former director of the RTC would come in, uh, come in with me and train. And I wrestled with uh, high school kids, you know. So I was, I mean, it was what it was, you know, you do, you, uh, you yeah, you, you do what make you the can. best. Of, yeah, you do what you can. You make the best out of the of, out of the situation, and then um, obviously, again, I took ended up taking fourth, you know, at the trials, um, having a really really close match with Steber six six, um, and then just not going to you know just didn't get it done you know in that match, and that could have changed a lot of things. So mm, for sure, but, yeah. So um, once you kind of got settled in at Cornell, how do you feel while you're there? Um, what are you What are you looking for? Some goals for the future. Obviously, you had a spectacular weekend at, at Senior Nationals, knocking off some some top guys and finishing I mean, second. Um, here's my opinion about that. It's like knocking off some top guys. It's like, well, I'm already, I was already there. It's like I don't think. It's like you saw what I did to Ironman, and I'm like, I just wish I would have wrestled him earlier. It's like, right. It's like what we said was like I can do everything that Ironman can do, except I did it better. You know, right? It's like nobody, <laughs> everybody kind of, everybody kind of dismisses me as being like, I, I just get dismissed a lot, I, in my opinion. But I'm sneaky, you know. Um, That's why I was, I was really surprised when I was watching your match with Ironman, and you got into a lot of scrambles. And and normally when guys wrestle Ironman, they try to stay out of those weird positions, but you got into them a lot and then won them. Um, and so that that surprised me. Because that that's where, because that's where I wrestle. You know, yeah. It's like, you go back if you go back and watch my high school career my college career it's like yeah i can scramble there's a point where i stopped scrambling because that's where i was getting hurt um but i can still scramble you know um it's like just i mean uh, i took it to them you know i think people get a little like they wrestle the person and not the rest or they wrestle the hype and not the actual person that's in front of them and that's what causes a lot of these people like a lot of the guys to wrestle like somebody like iron man they're like oh what's he gonna do he's gonna do this he's gonna do that he's gonna high fly you and it's like no you just wrestle the person and you'll be fine you know mm -hmm. if you stay basic and know the positions it's like you'll be fine so um like i remember specifically in the match where i had his ankle and his head and I had him in a cradle and his arm got out and his coach is like, you can pin him here. I hear, I hear Brent, Brent, I don't know which one it was. You can pin him here. You can pin him here. And I'm like, yeah, if I go for it, he can. But I'm not going to go for it. I'll spend the rest of the match in this position because I know I'm safe. And if he tries anything, I'm going to grab the other ankle and go and put him to his back, you know, um, and stuff like that. And then I remember the last, the last point scored. He he's trying to step over me, and I remember Coach Mike was, or Coach Mike Gray was like, "Hey, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything." Sure enough, he tried stepping. I put my hand up his rear end and then ran him out of bounds. And I'm nice. Like, what do you mean? It's like I got my points. So, <laughs> but man. yeah, it was impressive, man. It was really impressive, and we're uh, we're excited to see you continue competing here. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, you know, no world championships, but yeah. next event, who, uh, any guesses of what it's going to be? Probably U.S. Open next April. Something. I don't think they're having, they're not, they're not going to have, they're not going to have a U.S. Open next April. Mm. They're going to go, it's going to probably go last chance. And then it, I think it's going to be a three day thing. It's going to go last chance, uh, challenge tournament, final X. Back to back to back. Why do you think that? Because I, I I think that because I just think they just want everything done right away. I don't think they're gonna do just to have everything in one place, one venue. So they're not having to do like um, like last year. What they're gonna have uh, Millersville uh, last chance, and then uh, the Challenge Tournament the following weekend with the Final X the following day. So I think they're just gonna smush it all into one. So it's more cost efficient and have it have it done that way um but next competition that i want to be in i want to be in if they're going to have it the 150 pound 
uh, money tournament that nice. flows that I hold. And I think I should be in it. Um, I mean, I was a top senior athlete, not in college, at this last Open. Um, I think they already talked to McKenna, and I think he's in. So, and then with Worlds going on, that takes out somebody. I was hearing rumors of trying to get Bajrang and Vladimir King Shavili in it. Well, that takes them out. Right. Because they want to have this in December, right? So, in my opinion, I want to put, put me in there. And I think I was talking to Nomad last night about it. And it's like, name another American, another 65 American that has more fours, fours than me in the past two years. I can't. Like, Ford McKenna, Ford Ironman, Ford, like, list goes on, you know. Mm-hmm. I Ford Robbie Mathers last year, you know. Um, go and watch my international stuff. I have fours. And they're not, like, big, big, big throw fours, but they're fours, you know. Right. Um, That's exciting. People like to watch yeah. guys who score a lot of points. Yeah. So. And, like, go back to me and – McKenna's match in um, what's it called uh, Bill, at Bill Farrell last year in mm-hmm. 2019 crazy match right awesome match so Dude, it's exciting so oh, I mean then Ford who else I for that was a really good one I took the air out of him um, Meredith back in the backside concies I teched him he shot a single uh, high, like a high crotch single head outside and I uh, what was it like? I guess it would be a chin whip of some sort. Yeah, chin whipped him, but lat grabbed his lat, turned my hips, and threw him onto his back. You know, just kind of barnyarded. Senior nationals? No, Bill oh, Farrell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's awesome, Evan. We're rooting, the, we're rooting for you, man. Let's get in this tournament. Let's let's West, uh, Western PA. <laughs> yeah, we gotta no, be. Yeah. I'm more Central PA. That's what I yeah. associate myself with. Oh, Sam. Hey, you should be Western. You can join. We we accept you. It's yeah. all, it's all PA. <laughs> it's like uh, yeah, I think the only reason why I probably like side with Western is because it's like I grew like even though I grew up more towards like what I'm 15 minutes from Johnstown, right? right? But I like went to school closer to Pittsburgh. All my friends were in Pittsburgh and or like out in the uh, suburbs of Pittsburgh and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I know how it goes. Jeez. So Evan, last question we have is what what kind of goals do you have for your your future either on the mat or off the mat well i mean obviously the big one is is like i want to make the team i want to be the guy and um i want to win i say i want to win it's like not just a medal i want to be the gold medal guy you know Mm um it's like there's guys that been in my position i've done before i can do it you know why not um i'm 28 it's my time i'm in the prime you know um that's that's the that's the go you know that's that's the mo so um what about off the mat off the mat uh when the career's done you know i want to start a club Mm. um probably start either start a club or be patched into a club of some sort and be a coach you know um and or get into coaching um i don't know if i want to be a d1 coach just because i know how the bureaucracy goes in it and it's not that it's not fun it's just it's not really coaching you know there's uh one thing i really found out about like division one wrestling is yeah you have these great coaches but their work isn't just coaching they're like 95 of their job is recruiting fundraising office work you know and it's not that that's not fun or anything like that but the like coaching kids only takes up about five percent of their mental capacity five percent of the time Mm. and where somebody is a club coach it's like it takes up you take your time in developing the kids you know because yeah you know and that's that's the fun part in my opinion it's like where i get to see the progression from a kid that has no idea what he's doing in wrestling to okay now he's winning matches now he's getting better and you see it progress week by week, day by day, year by year, all that stuff, which I think is, that's, that's what I like, you know. Well, we all like, man. Well, hey, Evan, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. We wish you the best. Um, thank you. It was a blast talking to you. Thanks for, uh, yeah. thanks for coming on our little podcast. Sam, you have anything? 
No, I just uh, I appreciate you coming on as well. Um, I think it was a great show. I appreciate your time. Awesome. I hope it was uh, at least a little bit entertaining, I guess. So you I were, man. Yeah. I think it was. Awesome. And right, uh, that's, that's it. Until next time.